NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters. The hockey moms and hockey dads and everything else that makes this house of hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our house. house. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for our listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often. So sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know Breezy does too. It is super easy to navigate. It has plenty of instructions for all of you new bettors and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. Even my friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. That's THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. When you sign up to turn $1 into $100, in free credits if America wins a medal, and I know they will. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And I also don't know for a fact that we will win a medal, but I have a hunch that we probably will. So for legal reasons, I have to say that. Well, and there you have it. Welcome to the uh, House of Hockey podcast. Uh, this is episode 72. I'm one of your hosts, Breezy. And I'm your other host, Ray Ray. And we have a lot to talk about uh, oh. this week. There's been a new team that has been drafted. There has been new players that have been drafted. There has been teams that have been broken apart and put back together again. Where do we start? I don't know. So I can't keep up. Like, I can't keep up. I feel like this offseason, so many more things, like big moves and trades have happened than last. 
year, but I also think just last year was such a cluster with COVID and like, we don't remember anything before the COVID, like I don't remember anything before the COVID season, you know what I mean? Like I can't remember now, you know? So it's so much like the, the divisions again are slightly different to make room for the Kraken and like, yeah, I guess we should start with the Kraken because I, I, I have a serious bone to pick with ESPN. Well, I was watching your uh, your Instagram <laughs> stories, and I I knew something was coming. I do think we should start on the Kraken, but first and foremost, okay. I feel like I need to uh, set the record straight. I was about to tell you this earlier, but then you yes. told me to hold up. You told me to shut my mouth. So I did not. They- <laughs> I said, "Can you hold it? Can you hold it till we record?" I was like, "I feel like you should be telling me this while yeah. we're on the show." Okay, guess, go ahead. I guess so. So when Vegas became a team, I felt like I had to buy something that was Vegas like just for my like memorabilia whatever if i wanted to wear it cool if i didn't whatever but i just wanted to get something so i had to get something of the kraken and it actually arrived today <gasps> uh, i didn't go the uh the traditional route with the s because i i'm obsessed with octopus people like that is my favorite like sea creature even though i'm afraid of the ocean completely <laughs> obsessed i will eventually be getting like a giant octopus tattooed on my leg so the kraken is like something that's like really cool to me at least but i got this hat so if you're watching this how sick is this little anchor hat and not to mention their little logo on the back so cool i love the font i'm super excited and i probably will wear this for their first game i fully support that choice i like the anchor that it's like the alternate image of the Kraken that because you can't like tell like right so like I could wear this and people are like oh it's an anchor hat but like if you look at the back it says Kraken on it so it's like kind of a two for one I love the color combo I think those jerseys are actually super sick I love them uh I don't know I I just I got good vibes on this team I got good vibes on the team yeah, I I loved the jersey and the logo when I saw it singularly, like with one player yeah. wearing it. And I thought, oh, that looks really cool. But then when they took that picture with all the guys, uh-huh. I was like, whoa, that's like kind of a lot. That's like a <laughs> lot of bright teal happening. It looks a little it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot, but that's what Seattle, I mean, like if you look at the Seahawks, the, their football team, it's like that neon green. It's like the, yeah. the Apple iMessage green. So I guess it's right. like within their world, but I was like, Ooh, on the ice, that looks a little, might look a little gimmicky cheesy, but I still I do mean, like, like the logo and all that. I think it's going to pop. I think if you're going to go off of, uh, bright obnoxious jerseys you could easily probably argue the ducks and their bright orange jerseys that they wear sometimes um even vegas those super flashy gold yeah. ones like with like their gold reflective helmets you're like bro i i, I can't see yeah yeah those those received quite a lot of criticism so yeah, yeah. so i mean even the kings did it well the kings i feel like had a different they, kind of approach they did it with because- the chrome helmet the Chrome, which where they played uh, at the stadium series because it was like Air Force based and whatnot. So I think that was kind of cool. It's not something that they, I think they wore it one time last season um, just to like kind of bring it back. But 
when it's one or two games or like a special occasion kind of game, I would say like cool. But like if it's like a lot of games, that's when it gets a lot. But we'll see. Again, it could change when they're on the ice. I don't know. But I think I'm pretty pumped on uh, pretty pumped on the logo and the colors. And I don't know. I just get I don't know. I just feel like this team, there's a lot of uh, controversy on the team on the oh roster. Yes. The roster, I mean, they had so many names to choose from, and they chose the ones that they did. Uh, I'm curious to see what the strategy is there. I have a feeling yeah. there's going to be a lot of moves that are going to be happening before, like, opening day and whatnot. But I am very curious on to, or as to why they chose those names and why they think those players are going to mesh so well together. When you have a team like that Vegas came in, it's like, mm-hmm. holy crap, like, but Vegas was like that too. I mean, the only That's like true. superstar name that Vegas got was Flurry, and then Stone later. Um, but I mean, they put together a like a motley crew of of guys who That's were true. talented but weren't like the stars. I don't think. No, but I, it was one thing where I was like, "You chose." Now, granted, I love Curtis McDermott. I think he's a great fighter. I think he was good for the Kings, but like. Out of every player you chose, Curtis McDermott, who is like the turnover king of the century. <laughs> like, but, but I guess you need a goon. I mean, you got to have a fighter that's on there. And um, But I mean, they have Alessiak, who's a fighter too. And he's like, I mean, that guy's a huge dude. So you would think, yeah. I mean, maybe they just want a huge back end and they're just coming they up. They did. Uh, they went strong. Yeah. Like they definitely followed the trend of the blues and the lightning with having a really solid blue line, yeah. like right. physically and talent wise. Well, except for like the turnover situation, but <laughs> I mean, you can, everyone teach... has them though. Everyone has them. Yeah. You can teach that. Like, you know, yeah. a good coach can just fix that right up. Yeah. That's how I so think about it. I'm, but... I'm curious to uh, to figure out what that code was behind uh, their mindset on, on why they chose who they chose and how those lines are going to be. And yeah. I just really want to be in the brains of that GM and just what was going on? What was he thinking? Was he like any, many, my mo? Like it, se- it <laughs> seemed like that, right? Like it was yeah. so sort of like, who is that player? Like a lot of the guys, I was like, who? Like, who yeah. is this? I mean, you know, right. they're not names that you hear all the time in the mass uh, sports writing world, specific to right. your team. Like, if that player came from your team, of course. You're like, what are you talking about, Rachel? Of course I know who that is. Well, yeah, that's your player on your team, you know? Like, nobody yeah. knew who Quenville from the Blackhawks was. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was pretty right. uh, underwhelming. Na- like, he, uh, okay, like, wait a second. His name is a famous hockey name, but him as a player is, he's not making big headlines, except for the right. fact that he's related to the Quenville family of hockey players. So, you know, I think there was a lot of that, but I think there's some magic in that because those guys now don't have, they're not coming off of any of the pressure of mm-hmm. being the stars maybe giordano but i think he's such a veteran guy that yeah. and he doesn't carry himself in that manner that i don't right. think and not playing in canada i think will be beneficial for him and there's right. a little less pressure but i think there's a lot of value in choosing the guys that aren't the superstars and they're going to be willing to work more with one another 
And mm -hmm. I think that could be a good thing. Or the other side of it is they're going to just be horrible. Like they're, yeah. they'll either be like a good magic mix like Vegas ended up having, or they're going to be just horrible. Right. I think. Well, there's. I don't also, think there's any in between. Yeah. But I mean, there is going to be some magic happening because working together, and we have a lot to talk about when it comes to this to this subject. But there's two brothers on the team now, so now you have Hayden, Kale, Flurry. Mm -hmm. They're on there. They could be going after more of like a Sadine approach, where they knew where each other were on the ice. And now you have multiple teams that are having brothers back on the team. I mean, Jamie and Jordy Ben were once on a team together when they played for Dallas. And now you have Chicago, who has dual brothers. Dual brothers. Yeah. Seth and Caleb Jones and Kirby and Colton Doc. Like, what's, what's, what the brother is happening, Breezy? That just seems is wild this, to me. Like, they can't all be the Sedines. Like, I don't know they that can't. just because they're related they're going to play good together. Like, I just okay. don't, I don't know that I subscribe to that idea. I, I really no. don't. I, I show me, like, show me right. you guys, like show me two brothers who actually like really get along and are going to be willing to like pass their brother, the puck to get the, the goal. Like, right. I, I, and you've got I, some weird stuff coming on here too, because now you have all three Hughes. Hughes brothers in the league and then they're the first American-born brothers that have all been drafted so not only do you have Jack and in the top drafted, 10 yeah so Jack was drafted as number one by the Devils now you have Quinn who was drafted number seven and he's placed with the Canadian or the Canucks right but now you have Luke that just came in and was drafted number four by the Devils so now you have Jack and Luke that are going to be playing against Quinn. Sorry, I was like, I know wait, it's too many hard. brothers going on. <laughs> I'm trusting you that you got all the names correct. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on that. But it's, I mean, now you have also New Jersey's in on the mix on uh, on the brotherly train too. So and then I don't know what's going to happen. Keeping it all in the family, Shane Doan's son got drafted by the the Yotes. A Josh, I think, is his name. Josh Doan. So it's like it's all just... in the family. Who decided, like what scout or agent decided Let's get that the bros all the... together? Yeah, because <laughs> like that's definitely something that happened because this is just like, I, I, I don't know. I, I'll believe the magic in, in these brothers playing together when I see it on the ice. I mean, I guess there's chemistry that's already there. There's Potentially, of... that's like just such an assumed yeah. thing. Like, do you, like if you played players... with your brother on a line, you would be like jiving. Like some siblings I mean, don't get along. Maybe not when he used to tie me up against the freaking goalpost and shoot pucks at me. But like now, where we're like actually homies, like yeah, I'd play with him because I know he'd want me to do good and I'd want him to do good. So okay, but then that's again a very me answer to say. So. <laughs> And that's a very me thing to say. Not all siblings get along. No, <laughs> but I mean, I they agree. wouldn't have drafted them if there was an issue within the family because I think exactly. they do a pretty good job at their scouting. But right. I, yeah. I just, I don't know. I think my favorite announcer, like a moment from the brothers being drafted or like the announcement happening, was definitely the Doc brothers with Kirby just like crashing. Colton's uh, first presser with like he just like jumped in over his shoulder and Grish shook him like Hawks baby 
like just totally <laughs> geeked out. It was, that was That's my funny. favorite. Slash I'm also I, uh, biased, of course. Yeah, I liked uh, when Seth and uh, Caleb were talking. Seth goes, the best part about my brother is I always get to beat up on him or something like that. And then Caleb's like, well, my brother's a big influence on me. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm off. I'm off. I Let me go off. Oh, go I for gotta it. Go. Just go. I gotta I'll, go. I'll mute, my, I'll mute myself real quick. No, no, no. You're gonna have to rein me back in. So <laughs> okay. at, the, at the expansion draft, ESPN2 hosted it. I was fuming at the broadcasters. Couldn't get names right. He couldn't get, he didn't call Macklemore right. He called Macklemore. I was like, who the fuck is Mac Leemore? Who's coming out here? And then like Macklemore comes out and they played his song. And I was like, oh, and then clearly the producer got in his ear and told him Macklemore. Cause then the second time he said it, he got it a little bit better. They shit on every single fucking team and player who was drafted. Every single player they said something bad about. They called one guy fat. They called Giordano old and like, what are they like the one guy I, I was like, I can't, I can't with this. Like, what is wrong with you guys who produced this? You clearly don't know anything about hockey fans because you just said every bad thing about every team when they were announced. Those were the talking points they were reading off of cards were the negative things like this is the fattest guy in the league and like what are you supposed to say to that when you're on stage on national television and the broadcasters like oh yeah you're the fattest guy in here well the funny thing is that i believe they i believe they made a comment that comment about jamie alessiak but it's only because he's the heaviest guy in the league yeah based off of his size like dude's what six seven and weighs like 295 or something like that yeah but like who put that as a fucking talking point on the note card? Why are you, why, why is that even relevant? Like that's not, that has absolutely nothing to do with his ability to play hockey. Sorry, there's something in my eye. I got so heated <laughs> and there's like a fuzz in my eye. I was, I was like, just how I went off. I'm sorry for all the F-bombs everybody, but like it was making me so mad. I just, I really hope this isn't, a look at what's to come from ESPN because this that was that was disrespectful and why are they throwing fucking fish to JT Brown and why wasn't JT Brown the new color analyst for the Kraken why wasn't he on the fucking stage doing the announcements why do you have what was the ESPN's the guy the older guy in ESPN who was doing the I announcements? have no idea he's been no there idea. forever his bio is like covers rugby and fucking soccer and you have that guy doing the draft <laughs> like what are you doing what you know you've got this deal you've had time to find somebody to do this like why didn't you have Carlin Baith like get somebody who knows what they're doing and what they're talking about up there like F failed fail f for failure i think you got to pull me in and tell me to stop because like i was i was very upset i don't take this lightly because broadcasting is what i do and i'm a producer as well and a host and i would just be like thrilled to have any kind of 
job in that space, probably never getting one at ESPN <laughs> unless they want someone who's going to really tell them what's up. Uh, probably not with the Blackhawks. <laughs> and yeah, probably not with the Blackhawks, but you know, That's Turner okay. Sports, I'm, I'm your girl. <laughs> That's fine. Turner well, Sports I'm going to much better at handling controversial hosts. So yeah, and, give your yeah. girl a call, but I mean, all right. I'm done. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you in real quick. Cause one of your <laughs> ex, uh, ex Blackhawks who, uh, was playing for the coyotes is uh, now retired. Nicholas Jomerson is retiring at the age of four. Uh, I think he's just going to be a free agent. He doesn't really know. I think he's gone through a lot the last few years um, on the family side of things. Mm. And I think that he may just want to go back home. Uh, he's not really a, a huge name. Like he, he was with the Blackhawks with the Coyotes. I think the Coyotes are, Coyotes are in a little bit of rough shape right now, I think. And yeah, they uh, just got rid of Oliver Ekman Larson. And there's, a lot of chatter going around. Garland said that he had never even heard from the team. Uh, when that trade had gone down, the trade was pretty much finalized and no one had even told the players involved that the trade was finalized. Um, I think Garland said that he hadn't heard from the Coyotes organization since three days after the season had ended. And he had been, you know, asking questions and trying to figure that out. Again, I don't know this for a fact. It was just off of what I have read. So don't take any of this. Uh, well, just maybe mute this because I don't know if it's 100%, but it's just what I had read. Yeah. Uh, but he was super frustrated that he, you know, wasn't really involved in this whole thing. And now you're losing two of your pretty big name players, guys. And, yeah. yeah. Big name players. And OELs had a little bit of, uh, I, I would Some say injuries, maybe a hard, right? yeah, hard season or two, but overall, I still think that he's done done super well. I mean, he's a great player. He's a great name to have on on your team and in your community. But um, yeah, I think Nick maybe just was to the point where he. I think Nick also was having struggling with some injuries, so mm. maybe his body was just starting to give out on him. And I think based off of his personal life, from what uh, is out there it seems like it might be a little heavy on his heart. Maybe he needs to uh, take the time for himself. Excited to see what happens for him, but based off of his privacy and whatnot, I don't think we're really going to hear much out of him uh, regarding his retirement and maybe uh, after retirement as well. So, Yeah, I, uh, I wish him well. I enjoyed him on the Blackhawks. <clears throat> I think since we're kind of talking about the Blackhawks. We should go right into that. And then we can go into the Blue Jackets because it's kind of intertwined here. So, okay. Everybody thinks, not everybody, but there's a very strong opinion out there that's very two-sided, like polarizing is the word I'm looking for, was the Seth Jones acquirement by the Blackhawks um, in exchange for Boquist and first round picks and the fact that it's an eight year deal and he's going to be making like 9.5 a year and million a year. Okay. That's what Bowman does. Bowman puts together horrible contracts, but he believes in Seth and thinks that Seth is going to have 
a really great career in Chicago and that he's going to be the future of the defense there. And he is taking a gamble on him for, I think for sure it's a gamble. I don't totally believe that he's going to be this, you know, all-star defenseman on the Blackhawks, even though he's ranked like one of the top 10 defensemen, which I found. He was an all-star. He was? He has has been an all-star. He is actually a, he's probably taking over Duncan Keith's position. Well, taking over his position, but I don't think you can compare him to Duncan Keith in any way, shape or form, but like. But you got to think of who Duncan Keith was playing with. Right. So if you put Seth on the same line as maybe, you know, a Kaner, right. you're probably going to get the same kind of return. So I well, think, I think that's going to be good. I think that's what Bowman is ex- hoping will happen. And I hope it happens too. Eight years, don't think Seth Jones is worth an eight-year contract. It's definitely going to put us in a bind in the upcoming three years when um to bring it and doc and all of our young stars are going to need bigger contracts if they want to keep them but i also have a feeling that bowman's plan is not to keep kane and taze when their contracts are up so i don't know that the salary cap issue is going to be such an issue i i just that's my theory and also draft picks are so relative that i don't think it's that big of a deal to get rid of draft like get rid of draft picks but that's how i view it like you're taking a gamble on draft picks as well you don't know how they're gonna be we don't know if colton's gonna be any good we don't know if you know like you don't know if any of these young guys are actually going to be stars. Like you just don't. And so I think people take that a little too seriously. I don't think Bowman, I I don't know what he's doing. Like, I don't know what his plan is because he's, you know, made such a public statement saying that it's a rebuilding, but like, I don't really think giving Seth Jones an eight year contract is a rebuilding move. In my opinion, uh, it's one of Bowman's things. Like he wanted Sod back and look what happened. But I don't think we gave up anything that drastic. Um, I just hope Seth can live up to his potential. So that's my like opinion on that. Um, And I also still, I mean, obviously this is going to be coming out once um, free agency starts. So I'm sure there could be a lot that happens because there's a lot of free agents on the market that are good do we have the salary cap for them i don't know potentially it depends on if they're gonna make a trade are we moving people around like what are we doing you know and then you've got those like one for one trades like the blue jackets like i mean the blue jackets have completely they are no longer the blue jackets we've seen in the last two years tortorella obviously gone atkinson just went to um philly for borchek borchek Yes. Yeah, and then you have uh, Josh Anderson who left last season to go to the Montreal Canadiens. You don't have Seth Jones. Um, and then the other one who went to Toronto, whose wife we had on the podcast. Uh, Felino. Felino. Which there were talks about him maybe going to Minnesota to play with his brother. Oh, Jesus Christ with the brother. I'm, I'm like, I'm now I'm over it. <laughs> it's overkill. It's overkill with the brothers. I think that's what they're talking because I mean Nick still has a lot 
to of hockey to play, I think. Yeah. But I think uh, he could be potentially he's I think he's worth more than what people are uh, signing him for and want to get him in for contract wise. Um, but Minnesota would be a good place for him to fit in. I mean, he's a solid team guy. He, mm-hmm. you know, has has the skill. He has um, the whole community kind of thing behind him. And I think that if Minnesota could sign him for a few years at, you know, a low hit, uh, he'd be playing with his brother. He, the family would be together. I think just overall for the family side of it and for Minnesota being such like a family tight knit community and a team and organization, I think that it would honestly probably be a perfect fit, but there we go. Brothers again. I think there's a lot to be proven. And I think in this upcoming season, we'll know which brothers and if this theory of brothers playing together is really May the best set of brothers win. But I mean, now you have uh, Tampa is being broken and shredded to pieces. Yeah, I mean, defense and got a lot going mm-hmm. got a lot going on uh when this episode comes out the next day will be free agency so a lot of this is going to be you know absolute but uh it's interesting carrie i mean i want to see where landis is going to end up it, from the talks of it it doesn't even seem like there's any talks between um his camp and uh the or and you know what am i trying to say um with with the avalanche yeah well mccarr because mccarr got his his extension but landeskog and somebody at grubauer right their contracts are you at their ufas right yeah but landeskog is like determined that he's going to be you know an avalanche but uh from from what i've been reading and from some sources it doesn't seem like it's going over too well there was talks that he could even land up in chicago um so how are we gonna pay for him though i don't know i don't know and then that goes back to bowman's bullshit of being like we're rebuilding and but then they're saying that he could land in toronto he could potentially end up in la he could end up uh, in arizona i mean there's a lot of different pieces i mean he could even go to the rangers the rangers are you know in need of some talent so um oh and we haven't heard from your kings yet of this big name which yeah. we'll, hopefully we'll hear this week yeah it could be there's also an eichel that's been you know chitter chattering with the kings i mean they'd have to give up a little bit for uh for eichel i don't know if they necessarily want to do that there's been a lot of chatter going around that people need to start paying attention to the king's prospects because they're building the kings are building something that no one has ever seen before uh, which is good for Kings fans because obviously that means a solid future. But if that's also the case, then they would have to give up some of those prospects to go up to uh, to Buffalo, which Buffalo probably would happily take. Um, but I don't think the Kings have much to give up as far as what Buffalo is asking for for Eichel. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is it is an option. Um, yeah. Big name, huge talent. I don't know. We'll see what it I don't know. We'll see. Could Landeskog end up here? I don't know. I mean, there's quite a few big names that are UFAs. So I'm just afraid if Landeskog comes to LA, it's going to be another Burns Carlson situation where it's like, oh my God, you have two of the best defensemen in the league 
on the same team and they were trash. Right. Because of all the other elements of the team, you know? It's yeah. Because like, now if you have Dowdy and Landis Gok together, that's oh, oh, nasty, <laughs> right? That's nasty. But right but that actually could that actually could be really sick but but who's uh, gonna score the goals yeah because dowdy is a bit of a showboat he likes dowdy is basically a a forward but like who on the o-line is gonna be scoring you know yeah i mean you got kopitar out there trevor moore just signed two years hometown boy from thousand oaks um that's super exciting on the king side but we right. got to get some big, big talent over here. And who's that name? I don't know. I don't know. I d- speaking I don't of the prospects and the and the draft, like the young team for the mm-hmm. Kings, I think the Blackhawks are doing pretty well with their they draft are, yeah. picks. I'm I'm I think they did really well in the draft. They got a lot of good defense. Um, I foresee a. Uh, a uh, conference final uh, going off between the Kings and the Blackhawks in the pretty near future. I could too. I think they're similar on the page of what they're trying to do with their rebuilding structure, even though like the Kings haven't, I don't think they've officially like said that's what they're doing, but yeah. Well, know. it's been rebuilding for a couple of years yes. and they kind of announced it uh, about three seasons ago that they were getting into a rebuild um but we should be starting to come out of the rebuild and from what it looks like i mean now we have arnudson on the team he's a good goal scorer i think it's going to be a good change of pace for him but um we got to get something else going and i think the the hawks are you know a year or two behind the kings on the rebuild but i think seth jones was a huge building block on that uh and i think that teams probably could rebuild quicker now than they have before, just based off of the amount of talent that is in the league. So I think that rebuilds aren't going to take as long as people maybe think they are. And you got to remember that you're going to have throughout the season, there's going to be good weeks and bad weeks. Every team has those. And uh, I don't think that, you know, the Kings to lose every single opening game. I think they've won one since I've started going in the last like 12 years. So, but you can't base an entire season off of an opening night. And that's and I, something everyone needs to remember. And I, it pains me to say this, but I do agree with you that the Kings are much further ahead in their rebuilding because on top of the good farm situation, they've got better contracts with their star players that are not as long as what the, what Bowman does with the Blackhawks, which was problematic. Like these seven, eight year long contracts, that's when you really hurt yourself, especially in what we've seen with (laughs) Seabrook and, you know, all like the injuries and the not being able to be healthy and play long-term. And that's why I think, an eight-year contract is just ridiculous because I think the Kings learned their lesson when they did that with quick, right? Because quick is still in a pretty hefty contract and no one wants to take it. And yep. The, I mean, quick still has some gas in his tank, but he's just not the same player as when they signed him right. for like, I don't, I don't remember what the contract, it was like 10 years or something. It was something crazy. Right. Uh, so if I- anybody were to pick him up, First of all, he would be a backup goalie because technically he is a backup goalie now. And the Kings would have to retrain some of his salary. So it's like right. 
what yeah it's like you lose lose you might as well just keep him and ride yeah. it out and then that slows down the possibility of yeah. you know big things happening but Which, that's... he was another name that was available for the kraken to pick up right and everyone was kind of banking on that and so i mean there was austin wagner there was uh quickie that was on there i mean there's a bunch of names that like were so much better than curtis mcdermott but they picked up dermy and it's like okay well that was interesting uh i don't know why i was losing sleep over this i mean (laughs) it's sad to see him go don't get me wrong like he's freaking he's a beast when he fights but it was one of those things where it was like okay it wasn't half bad i yeah i think it's uh, it's gonna be a tough go for us with those teams and also your predators have been pulled apart as well they have yeah they're in the same sort of sort of situation and then i'm very the leafs did the leafs yeah and the the leafs didn't do anything they have some stuff coming up zach hyman's gonna be he's gonna be out the door which is he's fine but i don't think we're gonna get good for them big news because how can they even afford anybody now they can't they can't they're right they got to stick with kind of what they have, I think. And I mean, they're obviously probably going to lose Felino. They're going to lose uh, Hyman. Mm-hmm. I mean, but if you have your big guy still, I mean, Jake Muzzin, I mean, he's still signed on, but like he's still very injury prone. Will he be even playing a lot of games this upcoming season? I mean, you have Morgan Riley still, that's top of his game. Tavares, Austin, and uh, Mitchie, you got them going. They should be fine. I mean, there's there's a lot that's still there. Um, and the Predators, I mean, they lost Arvidsson, big guy in their locker room. They also just lost Ellis. Right. Huge guy. Everyone was blindsided by the whole Ellis thing. Um, they are getting some in return, but nothing like goal that. retiring then, Pekka. Pekka's retiring, but, right. uh, you know, Soros can do really good. And then Yarn Croak just got, you know, selected by the, the Kraken. That one you knew it was coming. I mean, Cowboys had a great season, honestly, a great season. You can't protect everybody. you got to protect the younger guys that are going to be up and coming, especially when they have, you know, the talent they have in Ekholm and Yossi that, you know, they can learn off of them. You kind of hoped that they would pick up Johansson or Matt mm-hmm. Duchesne because they have ridiculous contracts that no one's going to want to pick up and they're underperforming up the freaking yin-yang but they didn't want to select. They selected the best player they possibly could have selected from the Preds. So kudos to them. I, yeah. I'm i a big Yarncroak fan. I think that he is a very underrated, but very well-deserving player of of anything that he gets. But Preds, uh, unless Joey and uh, Duchesne want to start doing something other than just lounging and hanging out with the dogs and living up, the uh the nashville life like mm-hmm. matthew shane likes to do i think he needs to get out of his head and if he wants to retire then he just needs to retire and just live on the farm like he wants to do you come to nashville you come to play the city yep. expects you to play and if you're not doing it then go sing retire. country music or go down to the local honky tonk and pick up your guitar and do something because you're not doing a whole lot on the team and it sucks but i mean mm-hmm. you gotta do better <laughs> yeah Come on, there's so many young guys that are just are just killing, like wishing they could not killing, but like wishing yeah. they could have his spot, but they can't because of the contracts and the things. And it's like, 
you know, I mean, if your heart's you have, not in it, get out of it, yeah. you know? And you have Rocco Grimaldi, who is a little spitfire. He is all over the ice. He's con- He works his freaking butt off. But they scratch him to play Matt Duchesne, who's sitting over there scratching his butt. Like, what are you doing? This guy, you bench a guy who just scored four goals the previous game to put in someone who is, you know, singing with the country singer that's in the Bud Light zone. Like, <laughs> come Not on. Okay. Sorry, I'm now I'm ranting. Call me Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Rachel. Oh, but seriously, I, I, yeah, it just got my goat, man. That tra- like, I, I almost had to turn it off, but I was like, well, I now I want to see what other horrible things they're gonna do because yeah. this is a train I'm, wreck. I have never been on Twitter so much in my life, and it's just I'm not even doing anything on Twitter. I'm literally just refreshing like this, and I'm just like, all right, now what's being said? Oh, so Jomerson's retired. Okay, there we go. Right now, you've Patrick Liney's in the mix. Timo Myers in the mix, Dougie Hamilton, Alex Ovechkin. I mean, you have all these big names, and you're like, I mean, will Line come to LA? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited maybe to my, see. Uh, maybe my uh, prediction is starting to come true with when we were talking to Tony from Edmonton, and I said, mm-hmm. history is going to repeat itself, and McDavid's going to come to LA. <gasps> What's McDavid's contract? Is that even possible? He just signed like a 12 year contract or something. Right. I don't even know. <laughs> well, I don't know. But he, anything, anything he would possible. have to choose, right? Like he has the clause yeah. that if he wants to go, he can say yeah. he can go, right? I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. So if he wants to go and LA is going to pay for him, I mean, I think it'll just be, I don't think history would repeat itself. I think it would just be a total wash, but that's my. Who knows? We may be living in a simulation. We just might be. <laughs> Let's All go right. simulate our lives. And hopefully um, next week, we're working on getting a, a real uh, expert in the field, if you will, a, a media expert who's in the know of all the things. I shouldn't use air quotes. He's a real you know, expert. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, I take that back. But uh, hopefully that will be really interesting because he's going to be able to offer us a lot of insight on the ufas and what rumors and things that he's heard so um next week should be a a really good episode with actual an actual expert theorizing this is just the fan experts offering their opinions on what we think but the fans know a lot so yeah well there we have it all right we'll go simulate and simulation on thanks for coming over to our house of hockey podcast and hanging out with us we'll be back next week with a brand new episode and in the meantime you can follow us on social media just look for house of hockey podcast we'll be back next week